I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lee bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, probably mostly gentlemen, listen to, mostly gentlemen, listen to the cast. Uh, this week, I'm, I'm proud uh, to present to you uh, one, I think the only site cue actually to hold a, uh, a Super Bowl event at his AO. Um, one, I think probably one of the, I'm going to say top three funniest guys. Uh, you know, I and, not yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, and you know, I think just uh, when I watched this guy lead, uh, the combination of, of vulnerability and uh, humor actually is what um, keeps me coming back. Uh, so, so Oompa, man, it's good to see you. Uh, glad yeah. to have you on the the cast today. And as we'd like to start off, um, give us a little glimpse into uh, sort of who he aged you and what was the first workout like. And then uh, I've always been curious. I wasn't there when you were named, so the the name Oompa. I'm curious how we landed on that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm I'm an occasional listener. This is I, I did the same thing with this podcast as I did with uh, the Between Two Coupons. Is once someone asked me to be on it, I panicked and went and listened to a bunch of the things that I hadn't been listening to before. So I'm I'm aware now uh, more than I have been in the last week. But <clears throat> um, but yeah, no. So my uh, my eh story is that my uh, brother-in-law. Uh, who is Scuba. Uh, we are married to twins. Oh, and nice. uh, so we, you know, do a lot of the same things together. But he got into F3 uh, during the, the depths of the pandemic. So like summer of 21, he started. And he didn't really talk too much. Well, he did talk a lot about it, actually. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, because he knew I was a guy that used to work out all the time and had kind of fallen off and, and that I loved it. Like it was a big part of my life doing triathlons and doing, you know, just as much stuff as I could, biking, running, hiking, canoeing. Um, but he was like, hey, you'd be perfect for this because you you already love to do all this stuff. It's just you haven't done it for a while. Yeah. So he eventually talked me into it. Um, the first place I posted was at the district, actually. Okay. And, and this, was, this was weird. It's like, you know, I, I talk to guys all the time that are like, hey, I've been doing F3 for six months but I haven't done the Murph yet. Like I, I don't, that seems too hard, you know? And I always tell him, well, I did it my first time. And not that, not that it wasn't, hard, <laughs> but Scoob left out the part about it being that hard. But he, what he said was, well, here, I, I was afraid of the unknown, right? I was afraid of like, I don't do boot camp stuff. What if they make me do 300 push-ups? And he's like, no, they'll make you do a hundred push-ups and this, this, that, and two, yeah. one, two miles and it's all broken up. And I'm like, okay, two miles, I can, probably not do that but i can probably get close and so i already knew what was going to happen so that's kind of what hooked me in was already knowing what was going to happen uh nice. so yeah i went in the district and uh crawl was the cue that day which I, I don't really know him at all i've actually never seen him at a workout uh besides i think like two weeks ago he buzzed through uh a, <laughs> when a cot was happening i, I just remember what he looked like and yeah. he ran right through us with his dog like at the paradise huh. he's still out there he, <laughs> is, he is out there yeah <laughs> but anyway um i got the name oompa from uh i was extremely tired delirious but the only thing i could think of is that in a past life i was a music teacher uh i taught choir um at underwood Iowa for a couple years but the only instrument that I kept playing was I played I still play the tuba and so that was immediately people seized on that they're like all right that's it we got to make something with that just stop <laughs> yeah nice uh, so that, that's what it ended up but uh but yeah so I don't I don't really play the tuba much anymore I do it I guess at Christmas sometimes but yeah I do well, my father passed away in 2016 and since then, I've had his tuba, so I actually own a tuba, which makes playing the tuba easier. Yeah. Uh, but my wife and I, I'm, I'm in my basement here, and 
my wife's like, where can we put this? Yeah, where can we put the tuba? <laughs> it just sits out in the middle because there's nothing. I mean, where do you where do you store a freaking giant tuba? Yeah, what's I don't. So uh, I apologize, but I don't get the what is oompa? Is oompa like the sound? That's that that the sound a tuba makes. Yes, indeed. Uh, okay. okay. I mean, it's the uh, it's it's agreed upon. It's the sound. Uh, okay. okay. Just sent me a very romantic. Uh, passage from a book he's reading about someone who is gosh he told me what it was but anyway she is having some sort of hallucination or flashback and it's all about the sound <laughs> it includes the sounds of tubas so okay. it said, in the book it said oompa oompa like, hey look at this i'm like yeah there it is so so then really the pronunciation is oompa we should, we right. should really be yeah right. okay it doesn't have anything to do with oompa loompas that's completely different okay yeah that's, yeah well i think that's where a lot of guys go right and they're like oh maybe he used to own a chocolate factory or you know, right. you know, totally different okay i love that that's 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 actually one of our more clever names it sounds yeah t tell me this so you so you and scuba are married to twins correct identical twins i mean is there like you ever get confused there or, or what they are identical uh there there's a lot i've been my eyes have been opened having married a twin to the 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 common misconceptions around twins. Do you think the same thing? Did you have, do you have your own language? <laughs> it's just like anything else. They hate those questions, you know? <laughs> so no, we don't get them mixed up. But, uh, but yeah, we, no, we, uh, I think we both met our wives around the same time. I guess I met Allison before he met Alicia. So I was there, I was there the night that he met Alicia. Okay. Uh, at, at the Huber house or at, uh, Oktoberfest, but anyway, yeah. So I I knew my wife, uh, my wife's sister. They have a younger sister, and she I knew her in college for four years, and we were good friends. And then one time she mentioned, she's like, "Oh, I, I have four year older sisters who are more your age who are twins." I'm like, "What? You never mentioned this before." Yeah. And we went on the taco ride in Council Bluffs, and then that's that's that. Uh, rest is history. Awesome. And remind me again. Uh, so. How long have you guys been married? How many how many kids do you have? So we have been married now, going on 14, 14 years, so 2019 or 2009. Uh, we have two kids who are nine and seven. Okay. Um, yeah, go to they, they go to Prairie Lane here in in West Side, and I'm, I'm ashamed to say that the Prairie Lane neighborhood has all these dudes that I've been trying to get out to F3. And I don't think there's a single one that lives in in Prairie Lane. Yeah, candidates I know. <laughs> we, you know, at one point we were looking at a site at, at that at Prairie Lane Elementary School, but then it was under construction, or I don't know. But okay, so so tell me this: cause, so you've got so you've been married 14 years, you got two kids, and you mentioned prior to F3 you were doing like triathlons, and you know, so you know, before, was it the pandemic that sort of made you slow down on some of the fitness stuff or what, or was there, or was it just other things? Going it, on? it was other stuff. I mean, so I, so my wife started staying home. She stayed home with our kids um, starting in 2014. Okay. And at that time, at that exact same time, I got a, a sort of a higher level job. I got a management job, which I've never had before. And so it was kind of like the combination of like all of a sudden having a kid, all of a sudden having this job which had more responsibility than kind of a you know a, a production type job yeah. and uh those things kind of resulted in me oh i'm not gonna i used to go to the gym at work all the time like every single day not no exceptions um but then i just kind of stopped doing that and then you know once you do that it's kind of like people's excuses for not doing f3 you're like well do you want to do the triathlon this year like oh man i can't you know i'm, I'm not in shape enough to do that you know yeah um, so yeah, they're, they're kind of there. And then I got another more important job and slowed down even farther. So, so yeah, I, I, uh, I was looking, always looking for, to get back into doing something. And I kind of had fits and starts of doing kind of what I had before, which I, I did a lot of running on my own and biking on my own. Um, but with kids, you know, it, it was yeah. Well, to be like, hey, I'm going to spend all Saturday morning biking like I used to before we had kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't fly at my house anyway. So, so you, so, so really, the you know, once you became the director of Tuba Productions, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, then that. No, I, that's it's really interesting because I do think um, 
I don't know. I, I can see some of myself in that, right? As I got, you know, different jobs with more responsibility, I found myself going into work earlier to, I don't know, prove, prove myself or whatever. But do, mm-hmm. you, do you feel like from a fitness perspective, are you back to sort of where you once were or, you, or how is that? Trip? I'm not, I am not. I mean, I was, I was probably still like, I don't know, 60 pounds lighter than I am now. So okay. I, I was, I was, way down there but in I had this kind of weird journey so in high school I was like a I was a bigger kid you know sure so skids is my high school buddy okay way together so he could tell you we were both kind of like you know bigger kids who are you know oh you're going to be the lineman on the team you're going to be the thrower on the track team um so I did that and then um I kind of stopped doing sports around my freshman year. Well, no, I still did track, but I stopped doing football was kind of my main other sport around after freshman year and kind of got into music and drama and all these other things, which, you know, is not physically active. Yeah. Uh, but then I, uh, all my friends were cross country runners at the time in high school. And so I think my junior year, I was, you know, overweight, not very healthy, and it was just like, you know what, I'm going to start running, you know, I'm going to run, I'm going to run a mile, like my friends always run five miles a day, I'm going to try to run one mile. So I started doing that probably the summer before my junior year, and I lost like, I don't know, 30 pounds or something like that. Oh. Came back for, you know, just looking like a million bucks my, my junior year. And then all the football coaches were like, what the hell, why did you quit? Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, so I started that kind of self-workout routine in high school. Then in college, I took it to a new level. Like it was like, I lived at the hyper building at UNO. Um, I did a lot of like saunas and, you know, like hot sauna, cold shower rounds and stuff and lots of racquetball. Just like, that's what I did for recreation in college. I had friends that did it with me. Um, So yeah, so I, I, I was very active in that. And then I did a lot of like high adventure canoeing and stuff like that in the, um, in the summers, I would go to the Boundary Waters in northern Minnesota and guide um, church canoe trips for kids. And so it was a lot of that kind of, that was my lifestyle. And then yeah. I got married and got a desk. When I, when I had my teaching job for two years, it, I was more active. Like it was like, sure. you know, you're up, you're at least walking around. It was stressful, but, you know, you're doing stuff. And then I got a desk job, which I was like, whew, you know, this is much easier than teaching. Uh, but it's also way less active. <laughs> so, yeah. that, that's when the rest of the story I already told picked up where it was like, you know, my wife was like, well, you got to you know, stand up from your desk and get more exercise. And at that time, you know, I was, I was the authority on exercise in our marriage, you know, sure. really formally exercised or really stuck with it. I'd been doing it for like 15, 20 years at that point, you know? Yeah. Um, but like I said, a little, slowly it kind of tape, tapered off. And, you know, I never sought help from anybody else because I was such a solo guy, yeah. you know, like, like most guys are, I'm assuming. Yeah. You know, I, I like to run by myself. I don't like to talk when I run, which you wouldn't think it now probably, yeah. but, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to have someone on a run with me because I feel like I'm either too fast for them or too slow for them. And, you know, yeah. but it was, uh, yeah, when, when, when Josh or Scoob first talked to me about F3, that was my main hesitation was. I don't like working out with other people. I don't like classes. I don't, I don't, I kind of like lifting with other people, but that was about it. Yeah. You know? And so I'm like, ah, I don't know, this is probably going to be a non-starter, you know, yeah. but it turns out it wasn't. Yeah. What, so, and you feel like you, so you're not maybe where you were in 2015 or whatever, but you're making, you're headed that way. You feel like, and you've got, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's- Someone just asked me the other day, Canadian Bacon, I think, was like, hey, you know, wh- what's your, been your journey so far? And I, I'm definitely about 20, 25 pounds down from when I started F3. Nice. And obviously, I'm in better shape, you know. I went out yeah. and pre-ran this morning and then did spike. And I met one of my high school friends for breakfast right afterwards. And, you know, he's like, oh, what did you do? You know, he kind of treats me like, I mean, he's he has a very good workout routine himself, but he's not you know he has he's come out to f3 a couple times like three three four times but he's like oh would you what crazy stuff did you do today you know i'm like oh i ran you know a couple miles and then we did this and that and he was just like man that's a still really impressive you know <laughs> like yeah. it's true you know to be where at where i am now versus before you know in the middle of the pandemic it, it's a huge you know huge change 
Yeah. And you, do you feel like you've had, I mean, I, I think I'm assuming the answer is yes, but you feel like you've got access to all the, you know, different variety of exercise you know, oh, yeah. options. And have you done uh, queen service at all? Has that been part of your journey? I have, I've done it a couple of times. I, I, I famously either like I flunk out of queen service or I get frustrated and like I hit a plateau and then I just stop, you know, posting. So I've never actually like finished a queen service. Okay. And I did the last one and I, uh, let's see, I lost like, I don't know, six, seven pounds. That was good. And then I kind of plateaued there and I missed a few weeks reporting. And then I actually ended up at the, I weighed myself generally every week, but I ended up lower than that. I think I was like nine or 10 pounds down, but like, I didn't want to make up all the weigh-ins on the in-between and then post them on the last day. Like, Hey guys, look at me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, so have I ever actually completed a queen service? No, but it, it is helpful. And it's one of those things that I, I really, you know, Vandalay said in a COT a long time ago that, you know, he had someone whose wife came up to him and said, Hey, can my husband join your group? You know, it seems like you got a good thing going. And his COT was all about like, Hey, we're here to be ready. Like when, when you're ready for us, we're always ready for you. You know, Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I value the most about F3 and like queen service is a part of that. I mean, anything, you know, you can't run, Hey, we've got a rucking group that's always ready for you to join or a Clydesdale group that's always ready for you to join or, a, you know, weightlifting or whatever you need really. Yeah. So what was your second, do you remember your second post after uh, the Murph then? I do. It was animal houses VQ at sanitarium, um, okay. which was memorable because a, it was in a, a gigantic thunderstorm. It was just a deluge. Um, but then also I had, contacted or after I had posted once I think I looked at the website oh I'm going to go on the website and here was Skids who's you know one of my good friends from high school I had no idea he did this and he was like right on the front page with him him and Escobar were dressed in like Top Gun flight suits for some reason oh yeah yeah they did uh yeah Danger Zone cue okay right so I'm like oh there's so I immediately got on the phone hey you do F3 like I just posted today and then he's like, hey, come down to the San- sanitarium tomorrow. So I did. And so it was kind of like looking stormy and rainy when I showed up. And he's like, oh, I'm, I just pulled in. I'm in the car. I was like, oh, I think I'm next to you. So I stepped out of the car. And then out of the car that I thought Skids was in steps uh, Lucky Charms, who is my good friend and college roommate, who I also didn't know was in F3. Nice. So he's like, what, was, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And then yeah. it, it was, you know, it was really great for me because I already had these real deep connections with at least two guys plus Scoob of course yeah. um, you know that that were already in F3 so so yeah it's it was yeah ever since that first week I think I posted like four times or something ending with gold and spike I think and yeah I was hooked <laughs> that's awesome and as you as your fitness you know as you're getting back to where you want to be from a fitness standpoint you mentioned running and I think something I, I feel like we're getting better at is just creating opportunities for, because ru- I think ru- running's fairly intimidating, right? If you haven't done it, you're not used to it. We all kind of know like, Hey, running's a really good option, right? If I want to lose weight or get in better shape, right. but you know, you don't want to just start running with, you know, like Farba, right. Who's <laughs> like, can't even, you know, you wouldn't even see him. You'd get lost. So tell me about that. How did you get started in some of the pre-run stuff or what was that like for you? Was it, were you anxious or, or who helped you through that? I, I know exactly who helped me. So this was i uh, I'd never done a pre-run prior to about a year in, and I came back from a trip that I always take, uh, up to Yankton, South Dakota. My buddy has a cabin. So our high school friends, we all go up there and meet one at least one time a year because we all live in different cities. And so I'd gotten done with that, which is our, kind of our big, you know, hey, we're going to party and have fun. And um, I was like, okay, I got to snap back into F3. And then right when I got back, uh, Tugboat texted me and like, hey, I'm pre-running uh, um, Coliseum tomorrow. Do you, you want to come? I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do yeah. it. Like I've never pre-run before, but you know, I trust, I trust in the tugboat. So yeah, so tugboat and I ran, I think for about a month. Um, just, just, I mean, mostly him and I, sometimes other people would join. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, he he kind of got me into it, and then yeah, I kind of have been trying to drum up support for uh, the Clydesdale group and for getting people connected like that. Cause otherwise you had to kind of do it on your own. You know, you had to pick out someone, Hey, are you going to this site tomorrow? Oh no, I'm not going there. Okay. Well, I was planning to go there, but I was maybe going to run. I don't know. Maybe I just won't run, you know? Right. Yeah. So I try to try well, to people as much as possible. Cause it's always nice. Not that someone wouldn't run with you. You know, someone always runs with you, right. but, as a slower guy, it's nice to have other guys there that are, you know, that are supportive and you know, you're not slowing someone down from a workout that they were kind of expecting to get. Sure. Well, and I, what I've seen too, I think like um, tea party's done this at the at armory, right. With the tank trot is like start a little bit earlier to still get the 5k or what, you know, like, I think it's just cool to see guys, you know, making those connections and having the courage to say, Hey, I want to do this, but I, I need, you know, I need a buddy, you know, it's, right. it's yeah, that's awesome. What, so um, I love this story about you getting out of the car and seeing, thinking it was skids, but it actually being lucky charms. And it sounds like, you know, as you think about second half fellowship stuff that it sounds like you, you already had some friends, right? You've got your brother-in-law who EH'd you so he's he's can't really leave leave you right he's not going anywhere uh, but then you've got like college roommates and uh people you grew up with I mean tell me about the second half journey was it just this like rekindling old relationships or was Tugboat a new friend or how did that work for you yeah so Tugboat I mean uh, everybody else in F3 is, except for Echo I went to college with Echo too okay we, we were in choir together so we tra traveled the world together but Besides those guys, I think those are the only people I knew in previous life. Okay. Yeah, for, for the second F, as you know, I mean, if you've ever been at a workout with me, I am very, I'm extremely social. You yeah. know, the pandemic really hit me hard because a, I was kind of emerging at the time. So my, let's see, how old are my kids? 2020. So they were, one had just turned four, and the other one was six. And so we, you're just getting to that. I mean, maybe not other people do are better at this, but with our family, we were, you know, we didn't get to do a lot of babysitters and stuff. And so we were just getting to the point where the kids were easier to watch with one person yeah. and you see, you know, kind of reemerge from your shell of having yeah. small, small children yeah. and like, Hey, I can go out and I can stay out later and I can, you know, or whatever, just hang out with my friends more. Well, then the pandemic happened. So then it was immediately shut down again. And we saw, you know, some of Scoob and their families, but we always did a lot of outside stuff. And, um, you know, it, it, it stunted the, uh, the growth of my social life. And so, and, and, and also I had, we had before the pandemic, a good group of kind of neighborhood friends that all sort of hung out. Mm -hmm. And we, I kept that going with a few guys during the pandemic, but, you know, we kind of, that got kind of put on hold. And so anyway, my, you know, I didn't know it at the time, you know, this is how I hear from a lot of people like, oh, I didn't know I needed F3. And then I, you know, started F3, but it was the same way with me, but it was more like with the fellowship part of it, you know, like mm -hmm. I live in the West side school district besides those families in my neighborhood. I didn't, I was not connected to the West side community very much. Yeah. And then here I show up in F3 and I've got all these wonderful people that I talk to all the time who have, you know, like I talk to Tin Cup all the time and he's exactly 10 years older than me and um his kids are the exact same age younger than him as mine are so in 10 oh, years yeah. i'll be in exactly his place and his kids went to school right down the road so it's nice when i could be like hey what did you do you know or what no. your kids do this was that fun was that helpful you know and he's like he can always give me really good information so so yeah, like being able to be in the community with uh, the F3 guys has helped me really connect with like our school, my area of town community, yeah. um, where I didn't have any of that before. And then, yeah, it's really helped me sort of emerge from the pandemic as far as like being able to see people, you know, just see people on a regular basis. You know, my, I think my first, let's see, my first COT when I had my VQ was about how to build relationships and what it was, it was called the two ingredients and it was uh frequent unplanned interactions and shared vulnerability were the two things i read this these aren't my ideas i read it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i actually i read it i read it in an npr article which 
then then Wentworth came later and was like, oh, I'm, I I don't let anybody turn on NPR in my in my car, blah blah blah. I'm like, hey, that's all right. Yeah. So anyway, it it really provided that, which was the the part that I was missing, which was the frequent unplanned interactions part. You know, like I'm fine being vulnerable with whoever crosses my path. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like when you have kids and everything has to be so scheduled that it's like, well, when's the next time I'm actually going to have one of my friends come over to my house like weeks maybe from now? Who who knows when it's going to happen? (laughs) Right. Now with F3, it's great because you know, I can either line up to someone to go meet tomorrow to go work out, or even if I don't, I guarantee I'm going to see somebody there that I know and like and can talk to. And that's really, really important to me. Yeah, that's interesting. I I haven't heard that, but it makes total sense, the unplanned interactions, right? Because it, it's sort of like, um, then then you're not in control of like what's going on in, in another person's life at whatever time, right? So you can support them or celebrate with them or, you know, edify them, whatever is going on. And with that's, yeah, that's really cool. I can see how that works. I, yeah, I'm curious. So when we had Lansbury on um, for his interview, we get, we had some really interesting conversation just about, you know, what, what is it like to be kind of the funny guy or, um, you know, and even like maybe not the sports guy or like the the sports guy turned musical guy, or how have you seen some of those skills or experiences from your past kind of help you build relationships with guys today? Has that been impactful? Yeah, it's, it's really funny because, you know, Lansbury, it, what, <laughs> I'll, never, <laughs> I'll never forget when I realized that I was worried when I showed up at F3 because I was worried that it would be a bunch of guys who, you know, still participated in, you know, intramural sports and were very competitive and were very, you know, like how many reps can we do? This is a super bro-y culture, which is fine with me. I'm totally mm-hmm. fine with that. Yeah. But it, it just wouldn't really necessarily be for me. Maybe I could work my way into it somehow. Yeah. But uh, I immediately realized after, I think I went to, it was the coop or, uh, yeah, it must've been the coop. It was before mess hall started. And we were all sitting, you know, around in our circle there. And Lansbury was there. I didn't know him. And we, like I said, this is probably my first two weeks. And a helicopter, like they were doing this, (laughs) they're doing the COT. uh, Sorry, uh, it's so funny to me. Uh, They were doing the COT and a helicopter from Children's start was like circling to make a landing on the building, you know, very close to there. So it came us extremely slowly and eventually drowned out whoever was trying to do their cot but very very slowly so like he was talking louder louder and then eventually it was like right over us and nobody could hear <laughs> and lansbury yells out the uh, quote from back to the future he said i have to tell you about the future <laughs> and I, just, I literally thought to myself this is a place where I feel like I could fit in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Or that, you know, you don't want to be a jackass right away and be like super talkative and making jokes all the time. Yeah. Uh, especially if you don't know who the people very well. But I thought like, it, and then, so then I made it a, you know, a, a mission of mine to find out who that was that said that. I'm like, so I kept asking guys, like, I think I asked Bandelay, was that you that made that back to the future joke? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, so anyway, I, I figured eventually figured out who it was, but yeah, but yeah I mean, as far as I think one of the, the big, the important things in F3, and you probably know it if you've been to one of my sometimes zany workouts, is that I, I love how people can show their creativity in different ways by when they cue. You know, some guys are really into building the perfect playlist that they really love and playing it or whatever and other guys are really like hey i'm gonna make this funny or i'm gonna make this a theme workout that you know has some sort of entertainment value um and then you have other guys who are like oh you know i'm not i'm not a creative person but then they you do a workout with them like that was super creative like i've never done anything like that before you know yeah vandalay's thing this morning was was terrible but it was kind of creative i kind of liked how he did that you know right Uh, I, yeah, yeah I, I always say that that it really like you know it gives everybody a chance to be creative in a certain way I mean as much as you want or as little as you want and that's something that like I said as a 
former music teacher and someone who's been into the arts my whole life, you know, that's always been very important to me. And it's nice that, uh, that I get, I get a channel to do that a little bit here in F3. I try not to make it too zany. So, so people will still come to my cues, Yeah, but, uh, but I, you know, it's fun to watch other people do that too. Yeah. Well, and it, it comes out right in your, in your COTs too. I think a lot of your COTs, I feel like you've done, you know, like, like, uh, poems. I haven't heard you sing though. I would, I would be interested in that if you would, you know, sing. You should have come to the Pirates of Penzance at Chanticleer Theater. Oh, I should have. That was, yeah, you were in that, weren't you? I, I did go to Lansbury's, um, performance, but I, I apologize. I'll, I'll go to your next one. We gotta, we gotta get it promoted more often. I think, I think Lansbury, so I've, I've told this story to everybody, but so Lansbury, uh, started that, you know, practicing for that. And he was like, Oh, my daughter's doing it. And his daughter is the same age as my daughter, my older kid. And, uh, I thought, wow, that's really cool. Like, you know, there's a, a guy who's got kids that are sort of my age and who's, you know, just like, Hey, I'm going to, I have a performing background. I'm going to try to involve my kid in this. Um, and so that was actually what inspired me at the time to try out for this. You know, this was probably the first, um, you know, kind of artsy thing I've done since before. So I, when I quit teaching, I went back and got my master's in just a, an MBA. Yeah. And, uh, when I did that, I said, Hey, I'm, I was in a community choir and I was in some other stuff. And I said, you know, guys, I'm going to step back while I do my master's degree. Um, and then I never re-engaged, you know, it was like, I, again, I had kids right after that and there was, it was just no time. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, the first time I've stepped back into that was just this spring. Cause you know, Lansbury told me he was doing it. And then my wife sent me, um, it was the, the show was Pirates of Penzance and that's, I had done that in high school in my senior year and I loved it, you know, I just loved the show. And so I, you know, my wife kind of jokingly sent me like, Hey, it's open auditions for this. You should try out. And I'm like, Hey, maybe I should try out. My friend in F3 just tried out for something and got in, you know, and he had told uh -huh. me very, very recently. And so, you know, that's, uh, that's one of the things that I really love about F3 is like you see, and I think I've done a couple of COTs on this where you see other people doing like surrounding yourself with people who are doing different things and who are being leaders in different areas yeah. and maybe stepping outside of their comfort zones. You see them doing it. And like, not that you thought you couldn't do it before, but you just never maybe even thought to do it. Like, Oh, maybe, maybe I should try out to be in community theater, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, to be, to, to have people like Lansbury to talk to. <laughs> and then I kind of ambushed Othello too. I'm like, Hey, Othello, you know, I, I need to know, <laughs> about the community theater scene like i have no clue what i'm doing here yeah you know, I, I probably i was like hey could you talk for a little bit so he called me at like i don't know 9 30 or something I, <laughs> I talked his ear off for like an hour asking him all these questions like what song should i sing for the tryout how, how should like what are we going to do what exactly is the protocol and i'm sure he was like oh, you know there's a lot of questions i'm sure but yeah it was super helpful you know and having people to kind of like not only inspire you to do things like that but to help you along the way you know it's funny because I had both both those guys were instrumental and it ended up being a super rewarding experience so, yeah well yeah and you and you so you auditioned and you got it and it and sounds like was was really impactful right almost like proving to yourself like hey I can I can do this right <laughs> and yeah. then the F3 guys came to watch too so that was yeah. nice to have people there they all came on one night so it was great that was awesome hey you know i i think um just you know as we're just listening to your your story and, and your journey um it's just really cool to hear all of these things like like connecting and i'm curious you know on the third f side where you know what's been your faith journey because to me like i you know like just outsider looking in right i can sort of see right there's clearly like this higher power you know, orchestrate some of these things. And, but I don't know what's your sort of belief system or background or. Yeah. So my, my faith journey has been, it's been, I mean, as far as like personal faith, you know, I grew up in a, in a Lutheran church in, in, um, in Wayne. Um, and then, you know, in college I, I worked at, um, I sang at a Lutheran church downtown Coons Memorial. If you've ever been down there, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so I, I sang there because they paid me to do it, which was great. <laughs> um, but I, so I did that and then um, started going to my wife's church in, you know, when, when we met each other in probably 2007 ish. And at that time, the church, this is, so this is West Hills church, which is um, like right by cinema center for 84th and center. Oh yeah. Um, and so we, we went there and at that time when I joined the church was absolutely thriving. You know, it was, there was lots of families, lots of kids. Of course, we didn't have kids yet, but um, they had a pastor who had been there for quite a while, who was just really, he was just one of those guys, you, you kind of couldn't wait to hear what he was going to say in the sermon. Like he was kind of edgy. He was mm -hmm. not like a feel goody type, like, hey, I'm going to say something that's predictable and is a warm fuzzy every week. Like he was very, I, I just loved him. Yeah. And so he uh, died of cancer, actually, in 2012, hmm. um, you know, and that was something that had come back after a long journey. Um, and he and he passed away. And then our church has gone through this sort of, you know, succession of picking. They had an interim pastor and then they picked a, a pastor that didn't work out. And um, then they went back, I think back to an interim pastor. I can't remember, but again, this is also when I had really little kids. So it's all kind of fuzzy plus pandemic. Yeah. Um, and then um, now we're kind of in this, uh, one of the, one of the guys in F3, his name is uh, Snaps. If you've met him, he's come out to the West side ones at some point. He's now the pastor and he's, you know, kind of trying to restart everything. I mean, it, it, sure. it's sort of everything kind of crumbled down and then he entered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has a big job in front of him and he's doing a great job. Um, but because of that whole, I mean, it was a long time I mean, from 2012 to, I'm sure Andy got hired. Um, I can't even tell you, maybe 2020. Um, I mean, that's a long time to kind of be rudderless, you know, from a faith um, standpoint, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking to, you know, re-engage with that more. And also, I mean, I talked about, you know, the community aspect of, or, you know, doing the, the third F um, portion of it. I mean, that is with F3, it's been very helpful because my only outlet for, let's say doing a Habitat for Humanity or something like that uh, before was the church and that's fine. Um, but I always was kind of like, Hey, I'd, you know, I'd like to give back or I'd like to help out, um, you know, some way, and I don't, I only have one way to do that. And if you're not super engaged with the church, a lot of times you don't, you don't, you don't follow up on those activities. Yeah. So F3 gave me a really great way to not only be aware of, you know, ways that I can engage the community, but, you know, actually another way to participate that's outside of just like, Hey, this, everything I do that's for other people or for disadvantaged people or whatever has to be through our church. Um, I really I, that, that's another real reason I'm very appreciative of F3 and yeah. that, that, those things that I, I feel like I'm still sort of in the infancy as far as engaging with that, with F3. Like I don't, I'm not very good at like doing the blood drives or those things yet, but I, I, um, I think that's super important and it's really, really valuable part of, of that. Cause it's, you know, like I said, it's, if it's not, I feel like a lot, a lot of people are in that space where, you know, you're not, um, the, the sort of fraternal clubs like Knights of Columbus, those sorts of things are sort of fading a little bit. Yeah. And like F3 fills that void that a lot of guys are looking for where it's like, Hey, I, I want to engage with my community. I want to be helpful, be useful. Mm. Um, I don't know how to do it without a group of people who are all trying to do it at the same time. Um, so I, I'm really thankful for F3 for that. Yeah. Yeah. That West Hills tree that's over in Westgate, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I growing up, so I'm, grew up in Westgate and my family used to go there a couple times, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, it's hard, I think with, uh, younger kids, you know, I think, um, I'm, I'm always like, I'm the guy that's like, and what age do the 2.0s need to be, you know, and it's like, okay, 16. Well, I've got, you know, nine years until my, go <laughs> with me to that you right. know and um my you know i think it's hard because you, you know if you're like hey honey i'm gonna leave you and the kids to go volunteer for these people in need she's kind of like well i'm in need right like i'm <laughs> in need of exactly <laughs> so i think i think it's really challenging but i do think um 
I don't know. I would, I guess I would be curious your thoughts on, on the, like the concentrica and just how we prioritize our time. And, and maybe, maybe it's that there are different seasons and, and, you know, different times where we can go out and I don't know, how did, how have you managed that over the years with your kids? Yeah, I've definitely, um, you know, obviously my kids are getting older, so it has gotten easier, yep. you know, after he came along at a time where everything was getting easier, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not dealing with little, little kid stuff anymore. So that helps, but I think it, it has helped a lot for me to be an F3 and have, I don't know, like just something going on in my life besides work and my home life. You yep, know? For like sure. I think everybody needs that. I, I think it's in our society right now. It's hard to find that sometimes because there are so many things you can involve your kids in that you can make your whole life about your family and not talk to your neighbors and not talk to many people besides like, Hey, we're sitting next to each other at a kid's soccer game. Oh, hi, I'm so-and-so, you know? Um, So yeah, I think it's, I think it's, that is super important. Um, But it has, it has really helped me to have that in my life and have this thing that obviously I'm putting some time into and thought into that my wife kind of recognizes and says, Hey, this is important to you so that when let's say an opportunity comes up to paint a house or to do something, you know, it's much easier to have that conversation than just like out of the blue, like, Hey, I think I'm going to go volunteer at yeah. uh, Heartland Hope, you know? And she's like, wait, what, what why are you doing this? You know, yeah. it's easy, much easier to be like, Hey, this is an F3 thing. And, you know, I, I think that's, that's really helpful. And it's very something that a lot of people need. I definitely needed that before, before I joined. Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely easy, right? Bring it, bring a old pair of shoes or coat or canned goods to the workout, right? If you, you know, right. maybe you can't make it out to a special event, but you can certainly help that way. Or just, I, I just love, it never fails, right? I always hear about somebody else that's going through something way more difficult than anything I think I am struggling with. You know, it just is like a good reminder always of like, I've got a pretty easy life and I need to be thinking about other people a lot more than I am myself. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious as you look back at your, it was your whole journey or just those, those years of kind of church being in a, um, in a stagnant space, but do you, any like challenges or, or struggles or things that you feel like you've gone through that you would share that maybe other guys could, could learn from or, yeah, so uh, th- that is one of the things that I love about F3 is that you meet, of course, everybody says this, you know, I've heard the COT a hundred times, but, you know, there's always someone there who's gone through that or, you know, whether you're working out with them today when you share it or two weeks from now. Um, one of the things that was um, very impactful for me in my life is I, my, my father passed away in 2016 um, of uh, cancer. And so it was, he, he was sort of the glue that hold, held my family together. So it's just me, my mom, my sister, my dad. Um, and he was everybody's best friend in the family, you know, obviously my mom, but you know, he was, my sister and I kind of grew apart a little bit after Mm -hmm. college. Not that we, you know, we just didn't have much in common. We weren't like estranged or anything, but we just, you know, we're not very, we're both kind of live in the moment. Don't, think to call and have like a long conversation, um, those sorts of things. But my dad was really the person who, you know, was constantly, he's like me with, with texting F3 guys, you know, like constantly calling me, then calling my sister, then, you know, obviously being with my mom. Um, and so when my dad died, it was a big, you know, like the fabric fell apart a little Mm -hmm. bit and we didn't really know how to, how to navigate that. Um, but it it is very helpful because, you know, in in F3, you know, you eventually meet guys once you talk to them for long enough, like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going through that too. And it's not easy, you know, um, that I've talked to specifically other people who are my age who have gone through that and they're, you know, having the same sort of struggles. And, you know, I appreciate that we can talk about it and, and, you know, then switch the subject and talk about, you know, fart sacking and then go back and talk about, <laughs> you know, the, the, the more serious things that we talk about. And that's been something that's really been helpful. And if not, if not practically helpful all the time, at least just comforting for me to know that other people are going through it and have gone through it because, you know, having little kids, you see a lot of 
um, you know, other people where their the grandparents are there helping out and the grandpa's there and has a really great relationship with their kids. And, you know, when you're, when you're by yourself and you don't have other points of reference, you tend to fall into like the, you know, you just are envious of that situation. Like, mm-hmm. man, my, dad, my dad would have been the best grand grandpa to the, to my kids, you know, yeah. but he died when they were, you know, they don't even remember him. So yeah. it's very, very helpful for me to know that that's not just me, you know, going through things. You know, there's so many things that you would think like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to bring that up or that's probably just a me thing or the, you know, right. just my family. But like, chances are there's somebody that has gone through something very similar, if not the exact same. And I think it's just having the courage to share it. And then, you know, you know, getting, like you said, either, either advice or maybe it's just the me too from, uh, right. you know, whoever that person is, but yeah, I'm yeah. curious, uh, want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, leadership and, um, kind of get your thoughts on, uh, site cue. Mm-hmm. leadership at at the spike the mm-hmm. golden spike um talk to us about that experience just kind of the being selected by mother goose and then kind of how you uh, found your successor and anything in between yeah so i was uh, i don't know if other people do this but as soon as i like that's so why I, I had talked to doppler a lot at the beginning of my f3 journey for the you know first year really so he was you know he'd always t- kind of tell me what he was doing i watched what he did at top rope a lot you know like oh, what, is, what does the psyche like do um and so i you know was interested i'm like hey i you know i'm very interested in that i'm always the kind of person that just like raises their hand like hey like i i'm, I'm good you want me to do this so <laughs> instead of like actually engaging the site like ha- having someone engage me i literally texted let's see vanilla ice at octagon uh mother goose and spike and then i think doppler too because I, I used to go to top rope every single week even though it's not super close to my house but i, I think i texted them all either in a group text or singularly and I'm like hey if you're looking for a site queue like i'm i'm available nice. <laughs> kind of backwards is how it normally happens but um but yeah what, you, what made you interested in in that or what did you what was your sort of motivation you think i i really i mean i just I'm interested in, you know, being around people. And it seemed like I said, I, I watched Doppler do it. And Doppler is uh, the way he led the site was kind of what I, how I aspired to do it, you know, with humor. And, um, you know, he just kind of is really good at, at, uh, at, at when I started, let's say running or when I started F3, he was very good at like just being positive and encouraging. And I thought like, you know, that's something that I can do is that I can be positive. I can encourage people. I can show up every week, maybe not always on time, but I can show up every week, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, Hey, that's something that I'd like to do. Plus I really wanted to just make sure I stayed engaged after my, or, you know, around my one year. Um, And so, yeah, that's how, that's how it came to be. I think mother goose kind of, you know, put his head together with Doppler to, to, you know, make sure they weren't choosing the same people at the same time. Like, Hey, you know, that, so I was really, really, really honored to, to, get that and um you know i had talked in my flag pass a couple weeks ago about how you know i i had some connection to burke high school i did my student teaching there um when i was in college <clears throat> and um so I, I of course i love the site um but really i you know once i did it for a year and kind of got to know the people that come every week um i talked about stewardship a lot and in, mm. in my and how that's you know, really, you just in this life, you get to really just choose what you're a steward of and and try to make it those things that are the most important to you. You know, family, um, you know, you should be a good steward of your family. You should be a good steward of um, the things that you care about, the, whether it's a church or um, in this case, a site, you know, which sounds kind of trivial, but um, it, you know, it really grew on me and it became one of the most important parts of F3 is that the group of guys you see every week, you know, and I'm, I'm a very nostalgic person, of course. Um, yeah. If you haven't met me, but I, I talk about Wayne, Nebraska more than anybody you've ever heard, but that's because I'm a, I'm a nostalgic guy. So the, uh, you know, the, the year at spike, of course, made me all nostalgic for spike. And, uh, and yeah, so I just, I just loved it. I love being a part of it and, and doing it and trying to, 
you know, like I said, just, just the opportunity to be pot, to bring positivity and encouragement into people's lives, um, especially new guys that would show up and then mm-hmm. you keep in touch with them. You know, the ones that I think of are almost famous is one he posted first at Trident, but um, Jenny Bravo is another one, um, a guy that, you know, has a great story. If you haven't heard his story yeah. uh, and, you know, those are just guys that showed up one day and I just kept in touch with them. And, you know, that's, uh, that's something I was really looking forward to. Cause that's what someone had, you know, that's what Doppler had done for me, Wentworth, Tin Cup, um, a lot of guys that, that helped me when I first started, you know, were a friendly to me, but B, you know, kind of just, got my number and we texted a little bit and lined up a few Q or a few uh, meetups every once in a while. And that was, that's what really got me. And so I wanted to do provide that for other people. Yeah. You know, that, that word stewardship too. I mean, I, I, I love that. And I, I, I try to use that um, a lot when I'm talking to new site cues because you're, you're sort of stewarding the new guy's relationship with, with like F3, right? Like if you're the first you know, sort of official leader that they meet or see, you know, like the, like you said, Doppler, right. Being positive, being encouraging, um, really introducing them to what we're all about, you know? Um, and then I think you're also stewarding sort of some men in their leadership journey, right? Like, like you get a guy to VQ who's never led anything in his life before, Sure. You know, I, so so I I love, really like that word because I think that is the the psychs are stewarding just all sorts of different you know relationships between other guys and you know so it's just really cool to to hear that experience from you. I I am curious um, some of the things I so you did. Um, I feel like you had a lot of uh, maybe special events and maybe I, I could be making this up, but one of the one I'm really remembering was the Super Bowl one, and then I think your your cot was like a why I hate February or it was hilarious. Okay. I just yeah. remember that. But okay. anyway, I, tell me what um tell me about that and and maybe like some advice for other site cues that are like on the fence about uh, adding their own flavor to their site. Yeah, so I, I really you know at my site at the flag pass to almost famous, um I kind of recounted my year at Spike and some of those you know, just sort of zany ones stuck out, you know, uh, all, all the different, like I recounted all the different, like weird things we did, like lifting sandbags, lifting hay bales and hoses at the letter Kenny workout and, you know, doing, um, you know, the, the week before we had done a, a thing where we threw tennis balls at each other to make each other do burpees. It's just like stuff like that. Like that's <laughs> like, that's just fun stuff, you know? And so, um, I think the combine spike mega bowl is what we ended up calling it. Oh, yeah. We ended up calling it that like the day before it happened. So we didn't really get the marketing out like we should have, but yeah, next year, right next year. So kill switch and I had, you know, we'd been good acquaintances, friends since we started F3. Um, but we were kind of sundered because he did combine and I did spike on Fridays. Um, but then, um, you know, I was like, Hey, let's, it's the middle of February. It's like, you know, I think right after Christmas, I reached out and I was like, we need to like do something different in the middle of winter instead of yeah. just like doing our site, same site every week, which of course that's sort of the point is to do the same site every week. But um, I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy who likes to, you know, when I was a kid, I rearranged the furniture in my bedroom constantly because yeah. I just, liked fr- I liked everything to feel fresh. <laughs> yeah, That's how I am. Um, and so I, I reached out and like, I think, I think b- even before I, I think I texted kill switch and I was like, Hey, we should do something like this, like a convergence. And then I, I think I reached out to the first FQs in the West region before I even got an okay from him. I was like, yeah. Hey, I think kill switch and I want to do this, you know? Um, so yeah, that was fun. And that was what I was going for a little bit. You know, of course I don't want my, the site to be too zany all the time and doing weird stuff. You got to have that consistency too, but that was something that I ended up being fun. Ended up being, you know, the the ones that really stuck out to me when I was a site queue. The workouts were the ones that were a little bit different, a little bit outside of the norm. And I think that it helps that it's a Friday site because people feel like they can do a little different stuff on Fridays, kind of like mm-hmm. rabbit hole. Like we're going to do something a little different. Um, and that's what I really liked about it. I thought that was, you know, as easy as it is as a site queue to just show up and, you know, do whatever workout your person has for you and, and leave. 
Um, I think that was would be what I would recommend for a site queue is just trying to encourage people to do, you know, like, hey, you know, point point out an area of the of the AO that people don't usually go to. Like, hey, you could use this if you want to. Like, yeah. we don't usually go over here or, you know, Doppler. I remember one workout, he just ran us all around um, uh, top rope. Like, hey, there's this area and now we're going to run over and there's this area and then there's this area. Like, we don't always have to like work out on this shitty parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the glass in it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And so that was, you know, th those things like kind of keeping it, keep keeping it a little bit uh new every week that you know that was that was really helpful and you know you go through a whole year posting at the same site every week and you know you get to see just so much variety and again yeah. creativity from from people that are there that um i think trying to foster that creativity when you're talking to people or when you see people do a queue and you're like hey that person would be great to do at spike you know because they um they they do things a little bit differently like that's that's what I would encourage people to do. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. No, I love that. I, you know, um, I think, you know, it's just, it's so cool just to hear um, just this passion from you for, you know, kind of being creative and then like hearing you get that back, right. Or some, you know, some of that back in your own life and then fostering that in these other guys, like through your leadership, I just think it's, it's really cool. I, you know, I'm curious, one of the questions we've been asking people is um comes from like wait time during the five-year anniversary week but this idea of what's something that you know before you thought before you started f3 you thought was important uh, and and something now that you think is more important anything kind of hit that list for you yeah i i'm not sure about something i thought before was important but i, I do know that I'm not sure how anything might relate to this now, but I do know that now I really feel like I have a more, since I started F3, I've kind of gotten, like you just said, back to doing some of the things that I really enjoyed doing when I was younger. I really enjoyed being active, uh, being in community with other people, you know, like I said, in, in high school, college, seeing people every day, you know, get having brief conversations. Um, and then also just being able to be creative, you know, doing creative ventures of one sort or another so, and then also leading I, I i've done i still do in my job but you know there's not a lot of leadership that i do outside of my job um you know and so you know that has always been something i've i've done in my life is i you know i was an ra when i was in college i did, did a lot of stuff like that um and i really enjoyed it um so i think that the uh the, the the thing that I really enjoy now is being able to do to do those things and and um, I feel like I'm getting I sort of strayed away from you know my my core self and now yeah. I'm getting back to that um, through all these different ways it's not just one way like yeah. it's not musical it's not just being creative at a workout or you know having you know texting tin cup 18 times a day and bothering him <laughs> yeah it, but it's all those things combined that you know kind of make me realize like, you know, I didn't know this was missing before, but this is, you know, I, I am now more, a, a more mature version of when I was younger and I was probably being my, I was at my most effective self. Sure. You know, besides at work, you know, yeah. obviously yeah. I, I took a, a while there being effective at work. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I lost the other stuff along the way. So it's interesting how much easier it is to, master that at work you know like like there's a blueprint for work you know yeah. and so many so many of these other things there's not you know so it's, it almost just takes interaction with other people that have lived and then sort of this realization that oh it's actually not a blueprint life would be boring if we were all following the same blueprint you know right. and, yeah. and then you get to apply who you are to to the life that you're living. So I, I love that. I curious um I do want to get from you your thoughts on a name this episode if you got the chance to name your own room episode what would you call it this is very important to me i should have thought of this beforehand <laughs> i'm as you can see by my twitter posts they're always at least by me well thought out and they're at least entertaining to myself yeah oh my gosh uh let's see I, I, well maybe, maybe i'll just go with the, the title of my my original vq or my original cot which is uh 
the two the, the two ingredients for for building relationships. I think I think I've talked about that quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> two ingredients. Um, All right. I like that. So again, two ingredients are uh, frequent and unplanned interactions and shared vulnerability. Two things that you get in F3 all the time. And like I said, it's not, uh, it's funny because that when I first started F3, I watched that video, that animated video on the F3 website about yeah. like, so-and-so used to have all this time to hang out with his friends in college. And, you know, it was a little <laughs> hokey. I, you know, when I saw it, I was like, uh, but, you know, now that you've done it, you're like, oh yeah, right. I didn't get any frequent unplanned interactions when I was had the little kids and then the pandemic, you know, yeah. and I, you know, shared vulnerability is something that you can sometimes achieve, you know, maybe you're on a long conversation with a friend um, or something, but it, it becomes few and far between as you get into little kid, you know, and adult life. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, I really appreciate that F3 gives me that. That's awesome, man. Any, anything else you feel like that we maybe didn't cover? that you would want to share. We probably didn't talk about Wayne enough, but chicken days. We could, we, <laughs> we could do a different podcast. If you'd like to come back, I could talk yeah. all about that. This one about Wayne. Okay. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I, I'm, I'm very uh, appreciative of the people in F3 that I've met. Like I said, I, I touched a little bit on it before, but then I seem to personally, I seem to gravitate toward the guys that are like, 10 years older than me or five years older than me. Um, and in, in like Canadian Bacon's case, 20 years older than me, but, um, yeah, he's old, isn't he? Oh, so old. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but you know, those guys and like having, having that in F3 has been super, super helpful for me. Cause I've always, you know, looked up, but I have an easy time being a mentee, I guess, you know, like sure. kind of falling into that, like, Hey, I really want to hear what you have to think about, this scenario or this situation or this news story or, or whatever. Um, and I'm really thankful that F3's and, and fostered those relationships because otherwise, you know, when, when do you ever get together with the guys in your neighborhood whose kids are in high school when your kids are in pre-K, you know, sure. like never. never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. As you're thinking about this current state where you're at in life right now, where do you need prayers or encouragement as we see you out there in the gloom? Uh, anything in that space we should be encouraging you on? Um, yeah. So probably the place I need it the most, like my family life has stabilized quite a bit. Um, all the things kind of I've talked about, but it's probably my work life. Um, okay. I, I, I have shared this at, I think a couple of COTs, but so I, I, I left my sort of my job. That was my passion to do a job that paid more money and was, you know, not necessarily something else. So I, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't share this, but I work at a workers comp insurance carrier. And um, that was my first job post teaching. Um, and I am now at a different company, but doing the same thing. And it's getting to the point or it will get to the point at some point where my, you know, relationship with my company is one thing or what I'm doing at my company is not as fulfilling as it needs to be probably. Yeah. Um, at, at one point I worked with a lot of people. Now I don't work with as many people. Um, my, my job changed pretty drastically last year at this time. So I'm feeling pretty, I'm feeling a little bit rudderless at my current job, but also at my current like profession, you know, yeah. at, it's not something I was passionate about to begin with. It's just the, the first job that would pay for my MBA. I went and did that. And then I worked my way into a, you know, sort of a niche role in this company and I can do it and it's fine, you know. Um, but at some point, you know, and I think, you know, what, whatever you want to call it, midlife crisis or whatever, you get to the point where you're like, you know, what kind of difference am I making in the world? And, and am I, is my current job able to, provide me those opportunities. And mm -hmm. right right now I would say the answer is no. And I'm okay with that because I'm sort of in this time where stability is more important than, um, than anything else. So it's fine, but coming in the next, let's say five, 10 years, I'm going to have to probably do something different. And, I'll, and that, that's probably where I need the, the most prayers is like not only guidance as to what to do, but how to do it. Um, and I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure there's guys out there that have gone through a similar journey. I mean, I, I hear people talk about it all the time. So yeah. 
I'm interested in that. And that's probably what I, what I need the prayers for the most. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. And I'll, I'll be praying for you on that. I, I often wonder, like, do I, fe- I feel that tension because the sort of the world promotes this idea of like your job is everything and you, and you're, you know, you have to chase your passion and your job is your passion. And so there, I feel that tension, but actually I'm doing exactly what, what God would want me to do by focusing on my family doing the best work I can do at my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wrestle with that a lot too. It's like, it, it, should I, should my job be like something I really love or is it okay to just not like your job sometimes or most <laughs> days or I, you know, I don't know, but I'll, I'll be praying for you on that, man. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. All right, brother. Hey, thank you so much for this. Um, just the time and just your, your story. I think you've got a lot, uh, a lot of great insight for guys. And um, I like the two ingredients. That's mo- that's one of the more, I was a more serious name than I was thinking. I was, oh, it's profound. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was. I was thinking something with the sound, sounds of a sounds of a tuba, the sounds of leadership or something. But um, I'll come. Don't worry, I'll come up with about funny five funny headlines later, and I'll email them to you. Okay, perfect. Well, you got it. You got it. A couple of days till we post the episode. Well, let's uh, let's do a little namerama here to close us out. I'll start us off. Uh, right. Brantley Hardy, thirty-seven, the plague. Um, I'm okay. forty. Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't do the thing. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth Copperwood 40 Oompa Oompa and is it do we is there a thing we should have a thing well, there's no thing I don't I, I'll have to hang out with Swiper more he seems to be the he seems to be the person the number one generator of post name things yeah I think we need to start, everybody has a funny thing they do after their deal well, like yeah I think what we need to do is we need to pub, be more public public about your name being the sound of a tuba Okay. All right. Well, and then I think it's oompa, right? Is like like you, and then you have to say it that way. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll try to think of something. Think about it. All right. I will. <laughs> and this was good. Great seeing you, man. Have a good rest yeah. of your day. Yep. Have a good weekend, man. See you later.